0: 你好，欢迎来到 Boss. <laughs>
1: so we give English and Chinese lessons.
0: Thank well, you. I I don't give Chinese lessons, but I can eat Chinese with the best of them. And there we go. <laughs> How How was the United States? Is it still in one piece with all the controversies going on? Uh,
1: well, at the moment they're going through what they call the January 6 hearings, which are it's very political and very controversial, and it seems like Donald Trump is going to be buried politically. <laughs> my interpretation. I,
0: I will believe that when I see it, but... Um,
1: uh, well, he, he has survived many a scandal, but I think this is probably his worst to date.
0: I think that orange he wears is his Teflon, actually. It protects him against all evil, you know. that's uh, that, that, that orange uh,
1: sunscreen that he has on or something, yes.
0: Yeah, I think he got it in some sort of um, voodoo ritual. It's a way of protecting himself against these evil attacks from other politicians. It's, it's
1: quite possibly he does voodoo. I would actually believe that. And what about your trip? How was that? How did it go? Well, the trip to the United States was great. Hmm. Um, what did you do? I went camping. I rented a motor home, and we, we rode off into the sunset a couple days. Very nice. And my daughter loved it. it. was It was a lot of fun. Did you go to a
0: park, a national park?
1: Uh, we, we yeah, we went to a, a state park and a, a national park. We didn't go to not in the motor home, but we did go there by car. Oh, very nice. So, fantastic scenery. It was just really a lovely trip. Way up high in the mountains. You mm-hmm. can imagine sitting high up in the mountains, overlooking a, a pristine alpine lake late at night. The sun going down was was really nice.
0: And did you meet any hillbillies when you were there? Yeehaw!
1: No, I just met my family. Oh, okay. They
0: They don't qualify, no?
1: The majority do not qualify as hillbillies.
0: Okay. Well, you were kind of promising rednecks last time we well, spoke. Well, yeah, so. I did.
1: I was hopeful, but... Unfortunately, the, the, the rednecks that I had in mind did not show up. They did uh, not materialize. So I've div- I went on to a different uh, front uh, into the healing and energy kinds of uh, alternatives.
0: Ah, uh, Intriguing. So I believe we've got a
1: recording of that, haven't we? We do, actually. In fact, she is our special guest. Who are? Who are? Who's are? Ah? Her, her name is uh, Kara Berkey. Actually, she goes, if you follow on Instagram... Her name is Kara uh, Dancing Goose. You can find Dancing Goose on Instagram. And, that's a
2: great name.
1: Uh, And she'll
0: tell us all about that. So uh, that's what we have going. My, my first story um, comes from Rio, actually. Oh. Um, it's about a lady who was married to a leading art collector. Her husband died, and the daughter basically um, reported that she was not feeling well, and she brought in this psychic to basically analyze her. And the psychic says, well, actually, you know. Well, why, why, why didn't she go to the doctor? Well, because that's kind of a religious thing, and, you know.
1: Oh, okay. So she wasn't uh, necessarily, okay. So she trusted more in, let's say, the clairvoyance or the the psychic powers of this person than, than the doctors, right?
0: Exactly. Okay. And the psychic says, well, actually, you know, you're, you're, I'm, I hate to tell you this, but your daughter's very ill. She could actually die. And, uh, you know, there's something here in this house that's just really causing her, you know, to be negative energy. Um, we don't know what it is, but, you know, we, we really should take a better look at this and um, see what we can do to try and get your daughter well again. How how old is the mother and how old is the daughter? Uh, unfortunately, who these people are, I really have very little information okay. on, despite quite a bit of research, actually, but... They they basically paid the the psychic for her services, and then the mother said, "Well, actually, let's get a second opinion because you know I'm, this this psychic thing. Let's get another psychic." in. So
1: they got a, they got
0: another one. <laughs> so she got, she got a second psychic. Yes, a second, Instead
1: of a medical opinion, she got a second psychic. The okay. second
0: psychic came in, and the psychic says, "Yeah, well, you know, she's really sick, your daughter. You know, she we well what what what, what, what did she have? Did, did negative it, energy. Okay. You know, she could die from this. Okay. So then, and then one of them said, "Well, actually, the negative energy is coming from this piece of art here." This art. Yes, this this painting on the wall here. Okay. And um, really we we're gonna we should take it away. We need to pray over it to remove the bad spirits and the bad energy that's associated with this art. So it's kinda of, kind of like an anti feng shui. Yeah, it's kinda of like a demonic feng shui, I guess. Okay. Anyway, um of course this was all a scam, basically. Um, oh, so, so, so there was no such thing as a negative feng shui. Well, basically, the the daughter and the psychics, they were all in, in on it together. And this was a way of um, extorting money from the mother, who obviously was a bit vulnerable without her husband now. Okay. And they ended up taking some 16 paintings out of the... 16? 16. 16, removing them from the... That, that's a lot of
1: bad energy coming uh, from those 16 paintings. And some of them were from...
0: Fairly famous Brazilian artist, like one from this guy called Tarsila do Amaral, I believe. That that's a woman, I think. Tarsila do Amaral. Tarsila, that's that's a woman. And three of her paintings yeah. were worth um, something like seven hundred million reais. That's a lot of money. So um, when the pandemic came along, they actually got a bit worse because they actually. Restricted the mother from leaving the house, and of course they they imprisoned her in there. (laughs) They they
1: imprisoned them. How did they imprison the mother in the house? Well, uh, I guess they kind of um, did. They tie her down or something like this. Well, I guess
0: she was kind of elderly, I believe, and they kept her in the house. And anyhow, in total, there seven people were arrested on charges of embezzlement, robbery, extortion, false imprisonment, and criminal association, Um, because basically the daughter was in on it with this gang. And all the people that she kept putting forward to heal her were all in on it, too. So the, the mother was, um, unfortunately, she wasn't treated well by the daughter. So, so
1: this is basically like the daughter from hell. Actually, I, I do have a couple things to add to your story. Okay. Tell me, tell me you, some
0: details I didn't know.
1: Well, by chance, this also happened to be my story. <laughs> but, but I liked your telling of it better than what I was going to say. So, I, I, oh, I, okay. I, um, so this scam, it started in 2020, like you said. And... Some of the paintings they were able to recover. In fact, one of the paintings they recovered from under the bed.
0: That's true. I read
1: that. Yes. Uh, Some of the paintings were sold. So what they did was they they would take this negative uh, energy, the feng shui, out of the house. But Mm. at the same time, these paintings are quite valuable. Mm. And two of their paintings uh, made it all the way to Argentina, to the uh, Latin American Art Museum of Buenos Aires. But some of the paintings were also sold in Brazil. Ah. And there was a couple art dealers in Brazil that also had that. There's an art gallery, and those paintings were retrieved. Excellent. So my story, my, my other story, comes from my hometown in Colorado Springs, Colorado.
0: Ah, excellent. Well, I am definitely haven't stolen that one.
1: No, this and, and this is something... Uh, I got to talk about it. It's just, it's just too bizarre. Hard to believe this happened in my own hometown. But <laughs> well, I,
0: I do, I do recall it's got the <laughs> finest uh, toilets in the park in in the whole of the United States. Yes. So, I mean well, they got
1: the best zoo there. So yeah. I mean, maybe this the the person that this is about should go to the zoo there. But anyway, um, there were some residents in Colorado Springs, Colorado, mm. which have recently become uh, recently come under attack. From a woman that they they refer to as the mad pooper, okay, and it it, it seems that what this lady does is uh, during her morning jog, she will occasionally stop and defecate in people's lawns, ah,
0: that's and sometimes
1: some, sometimes even in front of their their own children. My goodness. So, yeah. The, you can imagine the residents aren't particular hap- particularly happy. I mean, it's one thing if the dog does it, but if a human goes up and just defecates in your yard, yeah,
0: that's <laughs> not probably. Does, what does you she want. do it in the same spot every time, or I mean, no,
1: they're, they're different houses, so she's just you know kind of uh, a will she'll stop and, and, and have a wow. poop. So, I mean, that's pretty bizarre in itself, but it gets weirder. Mm. So yesterday, a man came forward and he claimed to be this person's spokesperson spokesman. So they, they, he referred to this person as Shirley, right? <laughs> and Shirley not. Shirley, yeah. Shirley, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he says that Shirley uh, is sorry. He, well, he said many things. Let's, let's put that out there. First of all, he said that Shirley is sorry for desecrating people's lawns, but that she should not be held accountable because she is suffering from a traumatic brain injury. Okay. Okay, he didn't provide any proof or anything else. But the second thing that he said was that Shirley had also gone through a gender reassignment surgery. And as a result of that, that she could no longer control herself. All right. So basically,
0: Shirley used to be Bob then,
2: basically. Yeah,
1: or Sam. We don't know. Okay. Yeah. So Shirley, Sam, yeah. Anyway, the, the third thing that this guy said was that... Shirley's actions are actually protected speech under the First Amendment, <laughs> and that therefore the government cannot control when and where her actions
0: take place. Well, I, I, certainly politicians generally do speak out of their bottom, but um, it's even 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 Donald Trump wasn't <laughs> quite that obvious about it. Well,
1: I'm sorry, I've never heard this argument used in my life. I've heard heard a lot of bizarre things, but to say that, that, that pooping is an act of free speech, I mean, come on, it doesn't, if it were to come out of the same place, I mean, okay, maybe, but it, it,
0: come on. Yes, it's, it's, yes, I think, yes, she definitely is talking out of her bottom with that claim. Yes,
1: yes the, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the right to free poop.
1: Yes, and then the, the last thing that this spokesman said was that he actually compared her actions to
0: breastfeeding. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Colorado's place.
1: Yeah. So you can imagine that not all criminal defense attorneys agree. There was a criminal defense attorney by the name of Jacob Lowe, and he disagreed. And he said that defecating in someone's lawn is definitely not protected under the First Amendment and is actually a crime. And he believes
0: that this person should be held accountable and should be called to testify before a court. Well, that seems reasonable to me because at the end of the day, it's trespassing, if nothing else and it's <laughs> trespassing and causing a malicious act at the same time
1: yeah it's it's yeah it's, it's not designed i mean if you walk your dog, you're going to go out there and you have these little doggy bags. Mm. I mean, why can't this person, if they have no bodily control, why can't they just pick up their own poop and go? Exactly. I mean, if... if, a- if, if exactly. Bit, yeah. if, if that's what, you know, gives you freedom to express yourself, well, you know, just respect
0: the other people. And probably somewhere like Colorado Springs has places for depositing doggy poop as well. So exactly. I
1: mean, that would be easy to do, wouldn't it? Exactly. Well, and you can imagine that some of the residents are quite uh, outraged by this, especially mm. by the explanations Uh, They've even gone so far as to say that even after this spokesman came out, they're even more incensed
0: to to, to find this person and to bring them to justice. Well, the question is, is the spokesman actually Shirley's alter ego?
1: Well, that's a good question.
0: That could be Shirley in disguise. Uh, Maybe it's Sam, like you said. (laughs) What's the strangest location or circumstances that you've ever taught classes? That I've ever taught classes? Yes, Oh, that's easy. Tell me.
1: Uh, okay. I, <laughs> now, I've, now I've got to, let's say, uh, describe this situation. So I was giving classes to two people, it was a husband and wife team, yes. but I was giving them independent classes, meaning I was giving classes to the wife alone and then I was giving classes to the husband alone. Mm. And during the course of the classes, I discovered that both of them were having affairs. Wow. At the same time. How interesting. So, yeah, you can imagine that was a little bit strange. Did they each know the person that their partner was having an affair with? No, that was unknown. It was obvious to me. I mean,
0: yeah, because I kind of knew about it, but uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so what was the result of that? Did they stay together? Did they discover their infidelities? Or... They stayed
1: together for, I think, about two years after I had given classes. Okay. At the moment, they're separated. Uh, I don't know the husband because I've kind of lost contact with him. The wife still seems to be relatively happy. You were were not the one having
0: an affair with the (laughs) wife, I hope. (laughs) No, I was not having an affair with the wife. Okay. Anyhow, um, there is a guy called Fedir Shandor. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He has been a teacher for 27 years and then with the invasion of Ukraine he signed up to join the Ukrainian defense unit and he's been fighting in the trenches against the Russians okay however he has not stopped teaching he still gives classes from the trenches (laughs) now seriously he does but but what's his name Fedor Fedor
1: Fedor is... Fedir na- Shandor. Is, is he Ukrainian? What nationality is he?
0: Is, he is a Ukrainian. Okay. Um, and he teaches tourism and sociology twice a week, using his phone. And occasionally, apparently, the students, they have to listen to the shelling in the background. Um, but he tries to use the environment to his advantage by, he, by showing them uh, bits of shrapnel that have landed nearby and different missiles that have been launched. Oh, my God. But he has persevered. He actually teaches his classes to his university students from the trenches on the front line.
1: Wow. Now, I I know that use of cell phones in trenches is a little bit dangerous. Because if they trace your cell phone with the drones, they will also know where to attack you. Ah! So I mean, I'm not quite sure how that dynamic
0: works. So you don't think he's going to be teaching much longer, then? Well, let's say at least I'm pretty sure he has flexible classes. Well, he does say that when it starts shelling, it gets down deep in the uh, the trench just to reduce the noise and the interference. Yeah, the I think that's probably a good idea. But I think he's got us both beat in terms of strange circumstances for teaching anyway.
1: Yeah, I, but I, I would prefer to
0: be in the infidelity situation and <laughs> not shelling. Well, I don't know which is more dangerous, actually. You might have been more in danger than he is, actually. Who knows? So something else that caught my eye recently was the... Um, the James Webb Space Telescope, actually. Have you been accompanying events with a telescope? I, didn't it have some
1: problems? There were some issues with that? Did, did, did a meteorite hit its lens or something? I don't remember. There was something. Well,
0: It's it's the new one that they be projected out into space, so away from the oh, okay. Earth. Okay, right. And they, ho- they hope to get a clearer view of the stars. You don't get any pollution, light right. pollution, as they call it. and. What they do is they try and find a patch of sky where there's actually no stars at all, and then they just zoom to fantastic distances, and they basically, well, see what's out there, and they're going all the way back to sort of, you know, just a few hundred thousand years after the universe was created, and some of the images they're seeing are pretty astonishing, actually. Really? They are. They are are incredible. But
1: why are they looking at the dark sky, then? Why don't they want to look at something a little bit closer?
0: Well, they're doing that, too, because obviously you get a much better view of the closer stuff as well, you know. And and in fact, they're doing that. There there was one picture in particular that caught my eye, and um, it was a picture of the Proxima Centauri star, which is the closest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years away. Um, okay. So that's actually quite close, because the other stuff is sort of quite bi- billions of light years away. Yes. Um, so this is, you're getting a nice variety. And it was posted by um, a celebrated physicist called Etienne Klein, who is um, director of France's Atomic Energy Commission. Okay. And um, when he posted it on, uh, on his Twitter feed, he said, The level of detail is just incredible. Um, a new world is unveiled every day. And this was posted to his 91,000 followers on Twitter, and they all started commenting on it. The only problem is, he, he, um, the picture he posted was actually a slice of chorizo.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it was a slice of chorizo on a back background, and it looks amazing. It looks exactly like one of these um, galaxies that you see with the rest of the pictures, because you know, you've know got all the, the dark red, and then you've got the white, and... It looks like it was fantastic. So, so
1: this guy, he's like, he's like punking his own his own followers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And of course, they got quite upset about this—the fact that he would scam uh, them with a fake picture of piece of chorizo instead of a.
1: The world is going to end. We've got fake astrophysicist
0: news. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And he said, "Well, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't." Berate me for a joke, he says. Oh, come on. He's having some fun.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's French humor. So there was
0: a backlash, and then um, he admitted it was a joke, and he said, well, let's learn to be wary of the arguments from positions of authority, as much as from the spontaneous eloquence of certain images. There he goes. So it was this little, little warning to people not to believe everything they they see right that's presented to them by people in authority
1: it, it's interesting that he's using his position of authority to to say don't trust the authorities <laughs> exactly. I, it, it kind of makes you wonder really mm-hmm, what is this
0: guy saying <laughs> but it's brilliant I, I like that i thought yes th- we need more of this we need more people who are serious not taking themselves too seriously
1: Okay, so today on the Samba Buzz, we have our special guest is Kara Dancing Goose. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, that's not really your last name. That's your Instagram name, I think, yes.
2: right? Yes, that's my business name, Dancing Goose Therapeutics.
1: So, so how did you start with the name of Dancing Goose? How did, how did that happen?
2: Oh, wow. Well, as I was thinking about what name I want to have for my business... I could not stop thinking about my granddad, Clifford King. He was really encouraging me all along. He's passed in 2010, but he encouraged me to kind of think beyond uh, just the normal stuff of what I knew as far as spiritual things and really encouraged me um, with just exploring different things like healing work and energy, and I was always really impressed with that. And uh, I wrote a poem for him when he passed called The Goose. You know, he had the little awkward waddle, and he would always say things like, you silly goose. And um, he just... I, I i just chose that name the dancing goose and i felt like that was something from him later actually i looked up what is the spirit animal meaning of the goose
1: of the dancing goose
2: yeah and the okay. a goose the spiritual meaning that like if it's your spirit animal it means that the geese are great about community they are all about uh relationship and they're very fierce protectors. They yeah, they... <laughs> because
1: because I, I've been attacked a couple times yeah. in the park by by, by a, a goose or geese, you know, running after you or doing things.
2: Oh yeah, actually, in China, they're using geese now for to catch pit pick, Pickpocketers?
1: <laughs> Pickpockets. Yes. How, so they're actually training <laughs> yes. geese for this. So
2: they, well, I guess, they train them to watch if someone's beginning to steal something out of your pocket and then all these geese will come and start honking like crazy and then the cops can arrest them so but that's not it's not how it's how it works with the nice energetic you know dancing goose
1: great so you, you you talk a little bit about um let's say healing work and 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 things like things of that nature what what kind of healing work Do you do, and could you describe that a little bit? Because I I believe that's not the traditional go to the doctor, get some pills, and and take a medicine type of thing, right?
2: Correct. Yes, I do several different modalities, but the main one that I do is called Jinshin Jutsu. And it's Japanese, it was rediscovered in Japan in the 1940s from ancient ancient texts, ancient uh, traditions passed down. Um, And it's the art of holding specific. Points on your body and reconnecting stuck body function energy. So if you think of acupuncture, it's like acupuncture without needles. And this concept comes from, you know, we have these energy pathways in our body, uh, our organs, um, the spleen, the liver, the gallbladder, all these things in our body uh, have an energetic significance and meaning as well uh, and function as well as the physical one that we're more familiar with. When we go to the doctor
1: right and and the doctors typically would address let's say your Mm -hmm. symptoms but they don't necessarily they certainly don't treat energy correct at at least none that i've been with Uh,
2: but jinshin jitsu works at a physical level an emotional mental level and at a spiritual level so sometimes you know there could be things going on that are deeper and more subtle than what we can see right on the physical body uh, but people, what people describe when they receive sessions is that it helps to harmonize and uh, their whole life and have amazing things happen. So, um, you know, we have these energetic pathways and, and they get, um, it's, there's like a damning effect that can happen and this is just being human. We'll have things that, that disrupt that. We get a cold, maybe we were startled by something and you know, things can get disrupted and naturally we reconnect these, these points on the body by just doing normal human things, putting our hands on our hips, maybe touching the collarbone, putting your chin in your hands. I mean, these are just things that reconnect stuck body function energy so, all the time.
1: Okay. Um... Well, I just want to come back a little bit to this, this whole idea about how this works, because you talk about touching people. So what can I imagine? You just like go by and touch somebody, <laughs> and you touch their, their shoulder blade, and they, and they feel good? Or, 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 I mean, how does it work?
2: Okay, um, but yeah, the person lies on the table, and I, I will place my hands on these specific points. And typically, they experience this deep relaxation. Sometimes they sleep. Sometimes they talk. Sometimes things come up. Um, Maybe they'll get some visual images or um, they'll have a dream or something. Just things are really different based on the client. So so
1: basically every person is a little bit different and reacts differently to the treatment. Yes. Right. So now imagine you have one of these sessions. Typically, how long would it take before the person feels results? I mean, is it immediate or does it take a while or does it depend on the person?
2: Absolutely. It depends on the person. It depends on the time and uh, their particular journey. So I've had people who have incredible life-changing sessions in the first session, and I can tell you stories about that. Uh, also, people, if you think that you're, you know, we accumulate habits in our life. So if we have one session and it takes some of that accumulation down a little bit, uh, if we don't have another session, that accumulation might just stack right back up. So until we can, we try to get ahead of those things, so absolutely some repeated sessions are really helpful, but what we try to do is teach clients how to do this on themselves.
1: Okay, so um, so it's not something you actually need an instructor for, correct?
2: Or- not initially, oh yeah, you could self-study this um, through the internet for sure, and learn specific flows, and, um, but as an instructor, what we'll do is, I'll give homework for a client, receiving a session, is like so powerful. And doing it on yourself is also very powerful. It's different, though. It's not the same thing. So when you're receiving, you are completely receiving it. And I would say um, it's probably a little stronger. But when we do these little self-flows every day, it can be very powerful for helping us to bring harmony into our own lives.
1: Okay. so So let's imagine I were to do something to myself. What would be a simple procedure that i could maybe feel some energy flows and in this case i would have to feel my own pulse correct
2: no not necessarily oh. i know this is this, it gets really complicated but it's as simple as just putting two hands on the body and holding and so all what i can do is guide you through one right now and tell you if you don't want to have alzheimer's here's a flow
1: oh okay i don't yep. want to have alzheimer's that's a good one
2: <laughs> here's a flow that will help prevent alzheimer's dementia and just doing this, say, 10 minutes a day or however much time you have, even if it's just a few minutes, that's better than nothing. It will help prevent Alzheimer's. So what you'll do is take your left hand and place it on your forehead.
1: Okay. Any, anywhere on my forehead? Anywhere or?
2: on your forehead. Okay. Yep. The, the point um, of energy is actually about the size of the palm, and it can shift and move. And so when we're beginning to teach people how to do this, we just say, place your hand on the forehead. And you can't screw it up. You can't mess it up.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean,
2: (laughs) And then the right hand you're going to place on the top of the head, just right on the center top of your head. And what you're doing is you're creating this little connection inside your brain between your left hand and your right hand.
1: Right so 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 left hand on your forehead right hand on top of your head yes. right Yes mm-hmm. Now does that also correspond to certain chakras or is that just coincidence
2: It does correspond to different chakras Yes we have the third eye chakra on the forehead and the uh soul star chakra at the crown chakra at the top of the head and some of these so a lot with jinshin jitsu there's layers of it's amazing how you can see these threads in different practices, different religions, we call it...
1: Yeah, because it does sound kind of familiar Mm -hmm. with different things.
2: Yeah, some people will say chi, depending on their tradition. Some people will say energy. Some people will say life force or breath of God. Uh, There's all kinds of different traditions, but we're talking about the same thing.
1: Right, the life energy of that person. So so if you put your left hand on your forehead and your right hand on top of your head... Mm -hmm. How long do you need to hold that?
2: Until your arm gets tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because the ultimate goal is to be comfortable right. and we're breathing. What this does is we're, we're focusing on the present moment. It helps you tune into your breath. And so I often will instruct people. I'm also a yoga instructor and lead meditation. So I will help people come to a calm, centered space. And I'll say to focus on their inhale, going up the spine, over each vertebrae, over the top of your head, and then your exhale going down the front. So if you do this a few times and we can just take a few breaths right here, inhaling up your back, over the top of your head, and exhaling down the front. And I just tell people to hold that until the arm starts to feel fatigued because then we get distracted. That takes us right. out of the present moment. And then you just release and relax.
1: And so that kind of helps people to, to, let's say, come to a calm state. Mm-hmm. It will help against uh, Alzheimer's and dementia.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Which I
1: think certainly in the United States that's a big deal right now. Because Absolutely.
2: I, but the other thing it does is it's a quick energy pick-me-up. So if you are feeling just completely exhausted it's you know you're you're wanting to reach for another cup of coffee or oh i need to take a nap but i don't have time go ahead and try this you're driving down the street pull over just place left hand on your forehead right hand on the top of your head and just breathe for a few minutes even if that's all you have and you'll find that wow i feel a little bit energized the other thing i love about jinshin jitsu is that it gives you the power and the participation in your own healing So you're not just going to try to get information from a doctor or someone else, but you're able to physically hold different points on your body, and it can help. If you have a headache, you cross your hands and hold the inside of your knees. Kids, it helps them. A lot of times they feel powerless. They don't have a lot of say in things, and it gives them, if they're in a state of panic, they fell down, they bumped their head, something like that, you can say, hold your thumbs. You take a breath and you hold your thumbs and that actually helps to bring calm. It helps to release fight or flight stuck in the nervous system.
1: So, so wait a minute. So uh, Mm -hmm. how do, how am I supposed to hold my thumbs in this case? If I want to fight or flight syndrome or panic or whatever?
2: Thumbs is the, I love to use the thumbs because it does tap into that electromagnetic component that we all have in our bodies. So what I'll do is I'll tell kids And it's helpful for us to understand too. If you take two magnets and you have those magnets together, you feel the pull and you feel the push.
1: Right, And
2: as they, when you flip them around, you feel that kind of resistance. We have that and we can feel that in our body. So this is training us to feel that component. So I'll tell people to hold on to one thumb.
1: Does it matter which thumb? Left thumb first or right thumb first?
2: Doesn't matter. Yep. And just however they can, rotate their hand around to hold on to their other thumb so they're holding the thumbs at the same time. Some people will cross hands and they'll try to link their thumbs. Um I try to have people hold a thumb so that each one is on the palm. It takes a little bit. It's kind of a fun little gymnastics with your hands. Right. <laughs> but once you're holding your thumbs, then you can gently press them together and even gently pull them apart and pretty soon they start to feel like someone else's thumb. <laughs> That you're holding, and it starts to feel you can kind of feel this weird magnet like almost imagining that it's a magnet between your fingers. And it's very powerful with calming the system, recentering, and reconnecting. Okay, so here's another example of someone who had a life changing result from this simple practice of holding specific points on the body. So this person, actually, this was a woman who was a famous um, violinist. She played all over the world, and it was a huge part of her life. And she started to develop um, this carpal tunnel in her wrist from playing. And she did all kinds of things. She did physical therapy. She went to the doctors. She was trying all these different things, and nothing seemed to help. Her arm actually atrophied. She could not move it. She was devastated. And this is, she came to, um, it was a, another practitioner, a friend of mine, and the practitioner did one simple flow in the course of an hour of just holding these very specific points for a specific flow for the arm. And it was amazing, very shortly into the session, these red streaks started appearing down her arm. But and
1: that, that doesn't sound healthy at all, red <laughs> streaks.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was like um, circulation coming back into her arm, because remember it was atrophying, she couldn't even move it.
1: Okay, right. right. And so
2: she, over, she continued to get sessions for a few weeks, and she actually was able to restore full function to that arm and play violin again
1: that's amazing it really goes to show the power of this
2: absolutely and there's there's uh, other people have who have found um you know maybe have had ptsd and have been completely unorganized i had a client who was very unorganized they wanted help with organization there's a flow for that if you have a wart there's a flow for that (laughs) i mean there's there's a flows for everything and i helped this woman with her organizational skills just by doing some of these sessions so it doesn't have to be just a physical thing
1: Wow, that's really, really interesting. Oh, Kara, I I would, uh, Kara Dancing Goose, I would like to thank (laughs) you very much for taking your time to come visit us here on uh, the Samba Buzz.
2: Well, thank you so much for letting me join.
1: So, again, for anyone listening and interested in this, uh, we will put her on our website, as always. We'll have a photo with some links to her Instagram and to some other, anything else that she wants. And we will leave more information on the podcast about uh, contacting her in case you're interested in some therapy like this.
2: Wonderful. Thank you.
1: Dayo,
0: dayo. Guru, come and we want to go home. <laughs> All right. Today, for Guru, I thought we'd talk about some expressions. Okay. These are all expressions that relate to being in difficult situations. So I'm going to give you the expression, and you can explain to everybody what it means, or at least what it means on your side of the pond. Um, The first one is stuck
1: in a rut. Stuck in a rut. This means, I would say in Portuguese, a vaca entolada. Vaca vaca atolada. (laughs) Which means it's like you're you're, you're stuck. You can't get out of the situation. You're, You're not moving forward.
0: You're... You're not
1: evolving, not getting better. You're
0: repeating the same thing yeah. over and over, not making any progress, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of boring, isn't it?
1: Yeah, basically. Like a vaca atolata. Um, however, you
0: might have an ace up your sleeve.
1: An ace up my sleeve. Th- yeah. this is That would mean that I have a, maybe a trick or I have an extra card that's going to give me some benefit. I have something that's going to give me a benefit over the other people.
0: Or, yes, yes, basically. Or something that could get get you out of a difficult situation, perhaps. Where are you if you are behind the eight ball?
1: You're in a difficult situation, or you need to get going with something.
0: Yes. Basically, it comes from?
1: That that comes from uh, billiards, I would say. And you would probably say, what?
0: Well, we call it pool, actually. Oh, pool. Okay, sure. And, uh, yeah, obviously the eight ball is the ball that, Normally, you only play at the end of an eight-ball game of pool, right. and um, if you're behind the eight-ball, you can't access the ball you should be playing. So, right. therefore, you're in a very difficult spot again. What about up creek without a paddle?
1: That is definitely in a difficult situation. That means that's like the place you do not want to be because there's no way out, and you have no way to escape what you're in.
0: Yes, and if maybe a, you burnt your boats by getting there or burnt your bridges which would you use i'd say burnt your bridges burnt your bridges
1: yeah <coughs> and that that's doesn't that come from the uh war uh, war term the burning bridges i mean if you cross something you burn your bridges you cannot return to where you've come from um and last
0: one what happens if you have gone to the docks
1: You've gone to the dogs. It's another word for a bad situation, but you've kind of let everything go. You're not taking care of yourself or Mm. taking care of a situation.
0: The situation, uh, the the environment's run down. The situation is negative and not maintained and looked after. Yeah. And that was Guru. There we go.
1: So that wraps up another pod. Yes, the pod number... Number 35, I'm sure. Yeah, something like that. Something, I'm not quite sure what number. I think it's 35, to
0: be honest. But And, as always, if you want to let us... Uh, if you want to contact us, I should say, um, with any ideas or you want to come on the pod, be a guest, you can contact us at... The Samba Buzz. Mailbox at the sambabuzz.com. And we also have an
1: Instagram page, I believe. We do. We're the Samba Buzz. Where you'll get to see um, Agent L. She's doing various Agent things L. on L. Instagram. Agent L. She's doing well. She's, she's, she's out there. I, we have a special with Agent L. It's all about her trip to the United States. Ah, fantastic. You see her in the plane. see her doing flips. You see her doing all kinds of different things.
0: And we will be back again.
1: As uh, soon as
0: possible soon as possible.
1: And our next guests we will be having some more guests from the United States. I have uh-huh. a couple people lined up. Also th- this pod was a little bit about healing. The next pods will also be a little bit about healing. We need more healing. There's and we have one Brazilians living abroad coming up.
0: Fantastic. I'll look forward to those. Okay. take care everybody. See you next time. Bye bye.